0: I'm John Ryan, and this is Podros, looking back over the last 12 months of 2021. Hard to believe, but it's a year ago I first popped up, telling podcasts what they were doing wrong, thanks to Megxit and the Mast Podcast inspiration of Archwell Audio. Here's what I said back in January about their first podcast that we thought would be the first of many. <laughs> uh, more like a montage than a montage, rather than insight lovingly cut in a way to keep you listening, this is a Join the Dots collection of lowlights, and surely someone at Gimlet knows the law that podcast rundowns are for rundown podcasts. The happy couple occasionally pop up to read the kind of cue, and I hold my hands up, that you write when your presenter is walking from reception to the booth. The executive producers of this holiday special are the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Nineteen other people get a credit. This is beyond spoof or satire, I said back in January, if it was half the length and remixed by Tina Fey. In February, I discovered Jacob Hawley on Love from BBC Sounds. The theme started about two minutes ago, and it's still bumbling along. I quite liked its cool and detached synthiness back then. But just for once, it would be nice to hear a podcast that knew what it was saying was enough to keep me interested for longer than 30 seconds without music. Next, a clip sequence of porn in the news, from the couple who bought a Nintendo with porn on it to the UK government cancelling plans to block porn for people without age verification. The so far, so meh. Jacob told us he started watching porn before he was a teenager, and doesn't now. He says his mates don't always believe him. Do you know what? I'm not sure I do. Then we're into a chat between him and his mates recorded in a pub. Remember those? That bed comes back and we're into more script about how Jacob wants to cover porn without prejudice, and that we might change our minds about porn a few times while listening, and how he did while he was making the podcast. In a more than meta seg, we're into an interview with Ty Drew Honey, who made a BBC 3 series about porn and love six years ago. But he's a good get as he's the son of 90s gonzo porn legends Ben Dover and Lindsay Drew. Tyler talks about growing up with porn, euphemistically described as special cuddles, that Daddy films with men like the famous Belgian Pascal White, who's six foot five and used to pick him up and walk him along the ceiling. There's a bit of same old same old comparison between porn, drugs and alcohol, and maybe I'm sounding like an old bastard but even with discussion of only fans and easy access to porn these are not exactly new arguments first porn i ever saw was a copy of fiesta or some such a schoolmate rescued from under a hedge but the same discussions were going on even then that said bend over sun that's pretty cool (laughs) to march and a review of gwyneth paltrow's podcast goop You know the famous Goop candle that smells of tuppence? 69 quid if you want to smell it. I hope it's an expensive allegory. Anyway, elsewhere on Goop, there's news of 30 million downloads for their three-year-old podcast. And credit where it's due, the CEO Academy Award winner Gwyneth Paltrow regularly rocks up to host it. Now, cards on the table. I've never been a massive fan. It started when I punched the air in the cinema when it was her head in the box in Seven. Unreasonably annoyed when she hooked up with Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck or even Chris Martin. But her online Goop Emporium has been a Karen magnet, even if her support for cupping and coffee enemas and mushroom elixir and vibrator recommendations and other quackery has raised a few scientist eyebrows. So what's her podcast actually like? Well, Gwyneth does that annoying thing of leading questions rather than asking, how did you cope with knowing nothing about what you were doing? She asks, then, of course, you met Alan, who became your mentor. This makes you sound over-researched, showing off how much you already know about your guest, rather than discovering their story alongside your listener. Which Alan? Coming? Sugar? Lily? Note to all podcast producers, and I worry it won't be the last time, don't assume knowledge. Gwyneth, I don't know who Alan is, even if you and John do, and why would I interrupt my listening to go Google it? Anyway, it's not long before the most inexpertly executed cross-promotion I've ever heard comes in. A bland acoustic track starts. Gwyneth, obviously recorded in another session, says, We'll get right back into the chat. More music and a few seconds later, hi everybody, it's me Gwyneth Paltrow from my kitchen and I'm here to share something very exciting. We're going to be bringing back in Goop Health and Home. It's our second one. We're so excited to present a really fascinating, educating day for you. There's going to be Q&As and they'll be live. There's going to be Great masterclasses There's going to be Workouts And of course The Slack channel So we can all Communicate with each other And so much more The theme for this one Is hit reset And I think a lot of us Are feeling we need A little bit of a reset And a shake up right now The summit will go live March 6th Blah 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 There's another Shocking music edit Van Gogh could have Cut it better With a rusty razor blade Wearing oven gloves Okay let's get back To the conversation Says GP From the recording session Cut straight into Her next question To her guest so, I've looked at the schedule for the At Home Summit. It includes a session called Ask Gwyneth Anything. Here's what I'll be asking, Karen 30 million downloads, and whoever advises you on audio just let you do that. <laughs> To April and another of those think about it for a minute to realise how rubbish it is podcast phrases, listener discretion is advised. What are you actually saying to me when you read these words, especially when the very title of your podcast is Letters from a Killer? It's new from Podimo and it does exactly what it says on the tin. It starts with a mournful piano, this time with a cracking script and a soft male American voiceover picture, a five or six year old boy, I won't do the accent, who many said was undersized for his age, getting kicked in the stomach by a five foot eight tall, 300 pound grown woman. These are the written words of Jason Campbell, the episode four murderer in Letters from a Killer. Brits Ned Parker and Zoe Hines provide the context around these words. In that way, producers who put themselves on the air often demonstrate why we have such things as presenters. It's a bit readery. The music builds. There's a 911 call effect. This is Letters from a Killer. There's a fourth voice. An annoying level change. Really? Episode 4, Becoming a Killer, Prison Door Slam Effect, and finally, we're off. The sound design is predictably OTT, a boiling coffee machine bubbles into life, and I'm expecting some grim tale of cell retribution. Instead, we're outside a crumbling hotel somewhere in Ohio in May 2019 with Ned, who's a documentary maker. They're good words, but they're just thrown away, really, which is a shame. Ned's in his room drinking tepid coffee from a Styrofoam cup even though we just heard the water boil, no? He talks about the urgency of talking to his kids back in the UK after spending time that day with Campbell and hearing his story of childhood abuse at the hands of his adopted parents. Even this intimacy is a little pat and red, so he thanks us for our support so far and asks for ratings, then Ned's back and sounding twice as natural as he appears to now be speaking from the heart rather than the page promising. They set it up really well with the case file. The voiceover is back over music and with sound effects to tell the bare bones of the stories. Campbell escapes jail where he's serving two years for car theft. He breaks into a house and there's a violent struggle. He stabs a couple, steals clothes and $20 before sleeping in the spare room at his victim's house. He escaped justice for months because of an extraordinary twist. Another murder on the same street that very night. Ned and Zoe talk over the case a little. So far, so true crime. Too much stop start, says one Apple podcast reviewer and I think they're right. It's called Letters from a killer and apart from the opening montage, the first time we hear anything else from the killer is 928. <laughs> This is the Pod Roast Review of the Year for 2021. And in May, I found some more royals to talk about. Excellent. Armchair Expert was the stuff of headlines, given another media appearance by one of the Sussexes. Sooner or later, they'll be as omnipresent as Rylan clark Neal, or maybe even Amal Rajan. But I guess that's later for now. Dax Shepard's trademark welcome, welcome, welcome drawl is irritating, especially when introducing Monica Mouse, whoever she is. Wouldn't it be nice if female co-hosts were given equal billing or even referenced at all, in the Precy or the picture for the podcasts in which they contribute. Described as a royal file, so, so cool, She Valley Girls, as the subject of today's episode is revealed, a radical dude, as Shepard describes him. Before we hit the meat, that's how I prefer to describe him, there's a clunky message about how, from July, there's only one place you'll be able to hear, armchair expert. Can you guess where it is? Yep, Spotify. 136 days since the good prince and his missus have uploaded any audio to their own vain-trumpeted podcast project, the rad dude is appearing on mid-table series like this one and dragging them into the Swedish-walled garden. I guess it's one way for them to claw back some of their inexplicably generous investment. There's a well-executed, if-long, sponsor tag for brook Linen, decadent, soft and absorbent towels, apparently, with a warranty, a tired, cheesy sung jingle. He's an armchair expert, aimlessly repeated. Then we're straight into the ginger whinger. He's asking Dax about Joe Rogan's COVID comments, which seems strangely reversed for a first soundbite. Harry jumps in with the party line, punctuated with a few likes, which is clearly his thinking word, in so much as he thinks. Our host throws in some random non sequiturs, like the decision about whether to have condomless sex and a couple of F-bombs before we even properly begin. And you can tell this is certainly not another Oprah moment. Somehow, we're then into a discussion about the meat industry, and you can see why your pod counter is alarmingly sitting at 95 minutes of this. Clearly, Dax has a guest boner, having booked an erstwhile royal, and isn't going to curb his naturally expansive style for anyone. To June, and to Chesterfield, where I don't think I've ever stopped, but I have done a double take at its famous twisted spire from the train, but never ventured further in. So I was taken by the sentence, "'Chesterfield's answer to the BBC's One Show went live on Friday.' Former Peak FM journeyman Josh Marsh has jumped shop to be the marketing coordinator for Chesterfield, so he's not so much poacher-term gamekeeper as hacked and cheerleader. It starts with an insanely upbeat, Calypso-inspired theme tune, which fades out completely before Joshua, using his Sunday name, explains this new podcast is all about Chesterfield, the town centre, local news and events, and just chatting to people and to spread a bit of positivity. What you'd expect maybe from a presenter no longer employed by the Fourth Estate, but by Chesterfield. He starts off with a little round-up of Chesterfield news. An escape room has opened. The mayor went along. There's no word on if she's got out yet. There are two new coffee shops. And an online business directory has opened. In case those seven words are enough to send you to sleep, there's a snatch of library music before Josh introduces us to Paul and Matt. They're from two brilliant local businesses talking about a fantastic project. It's a directory of 130 businesses in the town. It's kind of all you need to know about it. But they managed to spend a not terrible 10 minutes out about it, and you get the sense there is some effort to cancel COVID. There is some effort to counter Covid and keep spending local in the town. Another sting of that annoying library music before we hear from Lottie, who runs Matlock Farm Park, one of North Derbyshire's best-loved attractions. Josh breaks a radio rule here by queuing from himself to himself rather than cutting into Lottie's first answer. But we'll forgive him that because she's on to describe her new attraction – Wait for this, it's the UK's biggest jumping pillow. It's like a bouncy castle base across a field. I know, this passes for fun in North Derbyshire. The animal handling area now has a roof too... Previously, you'd get wet when it rains. And they've booked a man who blows giant bubbles. Josh Gamely says he's quite excited about the improvements before breaking another radio rule, talking about me, the listener, in the third person. For those who might not yet have visited you, where can they go to find out all that? Sounds like a research question, and always better to nip it out and re-voice. So that was the first six months of 2021. Back next week with the second part of our review of the year for the best and worst podcasts. I'm John Ryan. We'll talk again then. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together we summarize the story for you.